Welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health with Christina Cole. When you realize that each and every lifestyle choice you make generally has a direct effect on your health, wouldn't you want to influence that outcome? On this program, you'll learn how to uncover the secrets that your body tells you and learn how even small lifestyle changes can mean big rewards with your health. And now, here's your host, Christina Cole. Hello, and welcome to Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and certified health coach. And the reason that I do the Hidden Secrets to Health is to really help people realize that there are a lot of different healing modalities and opportunities. And a lot of times we end up struggling to um, feel well and feel good. And there are other options than kind of what is in the mainstream. And so today I'm really excited to have Dr. Mark Holdhouse. He has True Health in Eldorado Hills, and he's trained both Western and functional medicine. He teaches other um, health professionals functional medicine. And today we're going to be talking about sort of metabolic chaos, really, the metabolic impact that, that is happening in our bodies today and what's causing a lot of our chronic issues. So welcome, Dr. Mark. Glad to be here. This is great. So maybe you could tell our um, audience a little bit about your history and how you found functional medicine and how that really changed um, the trajectory of your career. Absolutely. You know, this story never gets old. I found myself kind of mid-career about 13 years ago now, kind of feeling like an overpaid drug rep as a family practitioner. And the narrowing of my scope of practice was a little bit demoralizing. You know, we were trained to do OB and you're trained to do surgery and you're trained to do this and that. And, and the reality of it is you end up doing kind of a little bit of surgery, a little bit of OB-GYN, a lot of psychology and, and mostly internal. <laughs> and going through a lot of prescription pads about 2005, and, and so a colleague offered up an experience he had just had where he went to Scripps and went through a board certification in integrative medicine. And I said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> His name was Mark as well. And I said, you know, I need some CEs. I'll go, go check it out. And that week changed my life. I changed my career path. It changed yeah. it a very spiritual transformation. It was an academic transformation. It was humbling because I suddenly realized as an MD, I knew nothing. And, and yet it was, it was this rebirth experience that kind of started me on my journey. And I didn't really realize that I, I'd been looking for the tribe. Mm. For the first 20 years of my practice and, and really hadn't found it. It was all steeped in prescriptions and, and algorithms. And I just felt really unfulfilled, mm-hmm. bottom line. And I remember as a kid in college running around Napa uh, with a, a card table taking blood pressures for free. <laughs> Driving home and just thinking, this is what I want to do. I feel so empowered when I'm helping people in this way. And, you know, it was, it was an amazing thing. And then you go to medical school and you go to residency and, and you become jaded and you become sarcastic and you become a scientist and, and you lose touch with, with the, uh, the healing relationship mm-hmm. somewhat. That was my experience. A lot of my colleagues felt the same way. And so 
fast forward, I just realized I wanted to learn about food as medicine. I want to learn about how you can use mind-body medicine and all these other tools that I hadn't been given in med school to help people. And it was really driven by my patients requesting more than I had to offer. And I felt incredibly um, underprepared outside of my pathophysiology and my medical uh, pharmaceutical training. And so that next 10 years, I just got every certification I could find. I did every board I could find. I got into Institute for Functional Medicine and, and got certified. And then I got asked to be faculty. And then I joined Loma Linda and started teaching at the med school, preventive cardiology, and, and all the while transitioning my practice to a functional medicine root cause practice away from just a traditional FP practice. But yeah, that, that was the, the, the calendar version of the journey, but was really going on behind the scenes was a transformation inside me that my patients were seeing. And that, that was just, that was awesome. That was, and it still remains that way. Yeah. Um, since I know you and, and Dr. Burke personally, um, I definitely see the joy that you both have in your family practice. And I think that that's something that falls away a lot with conventional medicine because you're actually helping people find true wellness you're helping them find these healing opportunities and explore those and make lifestyle changes that has a real impact versus a lot of the times we're just treating symptoms and having that palliative relief and then people decline, right? Like they are not actually getting any better and then they come back to you and they're kind of broken and they're like, I thought you were helping me. Exactly. And I, you know, and it's, you're kind of lost when you don't end up having this functional medicine um, knowledge and learning. And it is that blow your hair back information yeah. that starts showing you like all the different yeah. intricacies of how one thing impacts another in the body. Yeah, that, that was the aha moment when I realized that my knowledge was very skin deep and it was, I say the word humbling, I mean it. It was, it was an experience like none other. You come out of residency thinking you know everything. You know, they kind of train you with that God yeah. thing. And then you realize, wow, there's all these great chiropractors out here. These nutrition people. There's fitness industry folks that, that know a whole lot more than me. And I wonder if I could learn something from, from them. And let me go take that course. And, and then you become, um, you become a learner again. And, and I think all of us in the business of teaching and educating healthcare, when we stop learning, we, we stop living, I think, the, the sacred space that we've been invited to, to make a living in. And we should retire. I mean, we should do something <laughs> else. You know? uh, the, the beautiful thing about this, this type of practice is that it's not alternative. You know, we used to call right. it complementary alternative. We used to call it integrative functional, whatever. It's just good medicine. It's, it, it, it reaches out, it touches people. And, and they realize that for the first time in their life, somebody's actually really listening to their story. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they start getting better before you've really done anything. And you're realizing it's the therapeutic relationship that's doing it. It's not necessarily my supplements. It's, it's not, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. Supplements are, are sometimes a bridge uh, from, from pharma to, to finding people's way back. And, sure. and I'm all about relieving suffering, but, but the holy grail for me is root cause whenever we can go after the actual sliver that's in the wound and, and pluck it out and then people are empowered. And part of my success now is having people eventually not need me to the same. Yes. It's, it's a, a whole new life, really, professionally. Super rewarding. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times you want to have a client for life, right? But when you start doing this holistic, which really means looking at the whole body, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, the whole thing. When you start addressing the body in that format, you empower someone to care for themselves and you help them on that journey but it's their journey. It's not yours. And then they can continue on without needing to have that care and you can help the next person. And that's, I think, the design that medicine originally was, right? It wasn't to have a patient for life. It was to help someone on their own healing journey. Right, right. You know, it, it, I see myself more as a, uh, you know, a, a health coach, Um who has life coach skills now where before I was more of a pharmaceutical rep and I was mm-hmm. really just focused on, you have this list of symptoms. Here's the pill to match your ill, you know, treat them and street them. We had all kinds of little acronyms that we used. <laughs> it's really, it's sad because it's really a substitute for, for the therapeutic relationship that now we try to establish with our patients. And it's this, it's this, it's this commodity, right? Time. Mm-hmm. We're all chasing, uh, whether it's the unseen insurance suit in the corner of the room dictating how many people I have to see a day to right. pay my payroll um, or, or the uh, type of care I'm delivering. Uh, there's so many ways that physicians and practitioners now find themselves handcuffed that we actually have to be really creative on taking the learning and the education and figuring out business models and ways to actually dispense and apply it. True. And, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the next challenge, right? We're, we've got a small army of folks that I think are realizing there's a, a holistic manner of treatment. Um, but now we've got to help the, the masses. We've got to, you know, access to care is one huge problem everyone's talking about politically. Mm-hmm. And everything. But what happens behind the door once you get access? Is it the same old story that's expensive and too late? Or is it going right. to be proactive? Is it going to be life-changing? Is it going to be empowering? Are we motivationally interviewing our patients to engage them into what we're excited about and, and, and getting off the, I'm the doctor, you're the client um, hierarchy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as helpful. Yeah. And um, so one of the things that you really focus on is, is um, insulin resistance, sort of obesity, the diabetes reversal. So I'd love to kind of talk in to that a little bit because that is something that you're very passionate about and you help a lot of people reverse this situation. You know, my partner and I both um, are passionate about reversing cardiometabolic disease. I've been honored to teach this at the medical school level and it's, it's forced me to understand it at a level that I really didn't before. Mm-hmm. Kids are really smart and they're really challenging and their brains are, are fresh and crisp and they remember everything you say. So <laughs> you kind of got to have your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what's come, I think, 
clear to me teaching hormone medicine to physicians and teaching this to the med students, they're all the same disease. Uh, whether we call it type 3 diabetes dementia, whether we call it metabolic endotoxemia from leaky gut, whether we call it low T, whether we call it PCOS in women that are infertile and having trouble with insulin resistance, it, it's really all the same disease uh, with a different ICD-10 code so that people can get paid. Yes. Um, and at the center of this crazy diagnostic soup is, is IR, insulin resistance syndromes. And I really refer to them as IR syndromes now because it's all a spectrum. You've right. got obesity and you've got um, problems with inflammation and you have problems with um, excess caloric storage, which is a cultural pandemic. And we have this default where we think if we exercise enough, we can mm-hmm. somehow overcome it. And yet every time we open our mouth and shove something in it, uh, we have to make these extreme efforts and have all this added, seemingly added education to not really screw things up <laughs> from a, an energetics point of view. So whether it's type 2 diabetes, whether it's PCOS, whether it's my guys coming in uh, with gynecomastia and, and problems with erectile function, uh, most of these folks, uh, 70% of guys with adult onset hypogonadism, you know, they have a metabolic syndrome, either type mm-hmm. 2 diabetes, they're obese, so they've got met- metabolic syndrome. They're somewhere on that spectrum. And we now know that most guys, they're aging as they get low T with aging. It's not so much just, oh, you're getting older, at least in the secondary type, which the lion's share of guys with low T have. It's, it's the guys that don't have, they don't have an identifiable cause other than these comorbidities, the, the, the gut, uh, the, mm-hmm. the poor diet, the leaky gut. Um, and so this has become more clear to me that we have kind of this, this central dysregulation of energetics that's being driven by, and the arrows go both ways, being driven by inflammation, causing inflammation, being caused by leaky gut, and causing leaky gut. Right, yeah, the cycle. Right, stress, cortisol, you know, pulling more glucose out of the, out of the liver, causing more leaky gut. Uh, we have problems with estrogen imbalances that occur from excess central obesity which leads to more insulin resistance, which leads to larger fat cells, which leads to less Mm -hmm. testosterone. And so you have these feed forward pathways that were set up for us to keep us in equilibrium that in our current environmental situation have gotten all chaotic. And so by taking these, you know, simple lifestyle principles. And I emphasize simple because there's a lot of complicated ones out there, right? There are, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Which are impossible for anyone to follow for I any mean, length of time. I mean, how, how many times have I popped in and out of ketosis with well-intended goals yeah. of, of keeping that insulin down long enough so that I can actually start accessing my adipose visceral fat and realized, wow, these poor patients are giving it their all and they're really struggling. Mm-hmm. Now, what if we combine other tools? What if we combine stress management? What if we combine intermittent fasting, which is kind of my new uh, favorite tool in the toolbox because it does like all these things we're talking about for mm-hmm. free 
it's safe, it's simple. Yeah. And, and so, you know, not, you know, it's tempting to just bite onto that one and say, wow, everyone just needs to do this. That's, you know, not uh, got eating disorders or other reasons not to do it. But, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's having more tools in the toolbox that are applicable to everybody, that mm-hmm. are accessible, that don't, you know, necessarily create every patient as an annuity for the next supplement wonder on the block. Uh, you don't have to buy this medical food to be healthy. Maybe to transition while you kind of wean off of your excess carbohydrates and your mm-hmm. addiction. But, you know, I'm just feeling more and more that our role now is to shepherd people from one area across to get it building autonomy with whole foods. And so much of these things that seem completely chaotic and insurmountable uh, from at a political level, if we take as an organic ground, you know, movement, we, we can make changes. And I think it's going to take the physician community acknowledging the public interest mm-hmm. and running with it and, and using good science, selecting patients as candidates for appropriate types of behavior and, and working with the fitness industry, working with um, the, the food industries and having more collaboration. Um, yeah. And maybe the politicians will catch on someday. I don't know. I've kind of given up a little on that. <laughs> I'm not going to wait around, you know? This is Absolutely. What- I think that that's the challenge, right, is that we can't wait around. Um, one of the things I'd really like to dive into more with you when we come back from the break is, one, the intermittent fasting and what that, what that how you do that. And okay. two is really men. Men, you need to go and get healthy. You can't ignore your symptoms. So I really would like to kind of address that a little bit because I feel like women will go and seek alternative help and men will not. So yes. we'll be right back. All right. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in to the Wellness Connection for the latest and most comprehensive information about health and wellness topics. From natural health and green living to regulation, political views, and legislation. Each week, hosts Peter McCarthy and Radia Gleese interview renowned experts who will answer questions and provide the keys to your better health and better life. Listen for the Wellness Connection live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back to Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, and today we are speaking with Dr. Mark Holdhouse. We were talking about insulin resistance, about holistic um, healing modalities, and when we left off, we were going to jump into what is intermittent fasting, how do you do it, and then we're going to talk a little bit about why it's important for men to face their reality and get in and see a practitioner before you have um, the detrimental results. So intermittent fasting. Absolutely. So intermittent fasting is kind of my favorite new fad that I think is actually going to be around for a while. And, and the reason I feel that way is that um, the science is sound. And I'm thinking that in the right hands, if it's done correctly, at least in our experience, and some of the uh, giants in this field, Jason Fung and some of the other guys that have been in the space for a lot longer than I have with formally using it as a tool in diabetes reversal and obesity reversal, it's, it's inexpensive. It's, it's so much easier to implement than some of the things I've tried before with you know keeping people in strict ketosis for, for periods of time throughout the year. Um, certainly with some of even the... the menu and meal plan and food plans that our RDs have developed for people using trackers like MyFitnessPal and Chronometer and, and Subday2 and some of these other new tech apps that are wonderful. But for some of my population, a little bit complex and, and they, they have trouble with it. So bottom line is when I first started hearing about this, I thought, oh my goodness, fasting, seriously? Everyone knows that doesn't work. <laughs> and, and, you know, so... What really caught my ear was a, a YouTube that I watched on the subject from an MD that was a nephrologist that I respected who'd been getting really good results. So, I, you know, my wife, I got to give her credit to her. She's sitting over there Sunday morning. I'm working on another lecture and she's 
got her headphones in and she goes, you got to listen to this guy. This is talking about intermittent fasting. And I think it was Dr. Berg and Dr. Fung and some others. And she pulls the jack out of the, the side of the machine. And so she, I could hear it. And I'm, you know, trying my best as the doctor to <laughs> this internet garbage. Right. And, um, you know, after about a half hour, I'm listening to this science and I'm thinking this makes sense. So fast forward, you know, I watch a couple of these YouTubes. Actually, it was the rest of the day. I think I watched every one of uh, Dr. Fung's YouTubes. And I bought all of his books, and I read all of his books in about a week. And um, the rest was history. Six months ago, well, more like 10 months ago now, we started taking a lot of our pre-diabetic, our insulin-resistant patients, those who tried and failed with our existing programs in the functional space, who are really struggling to get their cholesterol, their blood pressure, their weight down is particularly their belly fat. Mm -hmm. And it had less than uh, luck, we'll say. And we started just kind of putting it to them. And I gave them kind of a a basic outline of the do's and the don'ts. We selected our patients really carefully because it's Mm -hmm. not good for everybody to do this, right? And we started getting labs back at the three-month, the six-month, eight, nine-month mark and after about the sixth or seventh patient, most of whom were men who had been <laughs> stubborn about coming in, their wives had gotten twisted their arms to come into the practice and they weren't really doing a lot of the, the calorie counting and the diabetic kinds of things we were asking them to do with their, their macronutrients. Right. They were willing to do this. Sure, I'll eat. I'll, I'll stay away from eating anything for 16 hours, and then and then my feeding window of eight hours. So they, we call that a 16-8. Mm-hmm. And and with a little bit of guidance, you know, watch a YouTube here. Don't do this. Don't do that. We're going to monitor some labs. Um, these folks were coming back with hemoglobin A1Cs dropping, you know, two percentage points within wow. four months. Better than I'm doing with medications. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bulk of these clients were coming off their insulin. They were coming off their diabetic medications. Ergo, the need to be monitored. Right. Fasting in that space is, is needing a, a practitioner. Uh, their blood pressure medications were gone. Their body composition numbers, their central visceral fat, which we measure here in the office, was dramatically disappearing. And that's one of the hardest depots of fat to access. It's just incredibly it hard is. With, with supplement and with diet manipulation uh, from macronutrient perspective and even using optimized micronutrient support. So I was a believer, right? This, this is now a trend. And so I started really looking into why this is working and what some of my, my myths were. And so, you know, some of the myths of intermittent fasting, which I think go hand in hand with bringing up the topic because everyone mm-hmm. can you sideways. A lot of these folks have their own primary care. I'm seeing them more as a specialist, as a consult. Right. And I'm saying, look, your doctor's going to think this quack that you're talking to is crazy, but have them call me or have them look at this book, have them look at this nephrologist's YouTube and see what he thinks. See what they think. See what she thinks. So I started really talking to them about avoiding caloric restriction, starting off very simply, you know, go 12 hours without eating. Most people, that's pretty easy, right? You're already eight, 10 hours into it if you Mm -hmm. don't eat anything from dinner on. 
And so they can often go 12, even 14 hours pretty quickly, depending on how bad their diet was before. If they were really a carboholic and they were not at all keto adapted, as we call it, in any way, shape, or form, those things have to be done much it's harder. Yeah, it's so much harder. Yeah, because they've got the ghrelin going crazy, and their 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 hormones are telling them to do caloric uh, yeah search and destroy missions at every second of the day. Mm-hmm. They're aware of every minute that ticks by on the clock, and so we would gradually work them up to this sixteen hours. What a lot of them were doing. Oh yeah, I've been doing that forever. It hasn't worked. Well, talk to me about your sixteen hours. What does that look like? Well, you know, I start my day with my, my coffee and my half and half and my stevia and my, um, you know, and I'm going, wait, <laughs> you know, in a lot of people, even these non-nutritive uh, sugar substitutes are stimulating the brain to trigger the release of insulin. And we know that as soon as you pop that insulin, you've broken your fast, right. you get rid of a lot of the benefits that we're seeing. Um, so, you know, get, even, even folks that are doing Bulletproof and grass-fed and MCT oil in there, you know, it's not going to be, being that it's fats, it's not going to be as provoking to the insulin response. But in some people, we found, actually, that was the, the tipping point. We got Interesting. Just, yeah, just do black coffee or just do straight green tea with no sweetener, no, no calories in it at all. And for those folks... We saw the numbers come down. We saw the, the access now all of a sudden to that visceral adiposity. They hadn't been able to reach with those practices earlier. So the whole thing seems to be not what you're eating per se, although they'll get faster, better results. You'll be healthier if when you're eating in the eight hours, you're eating great foods and good fats. So you're attaining your, your basal metabolic rate. You're not mm-hmm. eating under your BMR. Because the calorie restriction is what caused those people in the Biggest Loser show to slow their basal metabolic rate and have those horrible results. That's why right. the reunion show, right? Because they yeah, they, exactly they don't want they don't want you to see the reunion. No, no. So what we don't we we didn't know about that is that they were all being calorically restricted and exercised for hours in the gym, and you know, which is by not week, the answer. Not the answer, you know, so there is to, you know, adrenal fatigue, not the. I mean, that's kind of an older term, but yes. that's the term that most people know what that is. Right. So when you are depleted and then you exercise a lot. You are harming yourself. You're exactly. not helping yourself. Exactly. And I tell all my guys, I say, look, you're probably lowering your testosterone with all your, um, you know, slogging it away for an hour and a half on, uh, at uh, your aerobic uh, mm-hmm heart rate and perceived exertion and instead let's let's have you do some exercising with high intensity interval training do some strength training and really buck your tea exercise correctly so what what we started seeing though is with these with these patients that were some of them pre-diabetic full-on diabetic metabolic syndrome some just had that central obesity Mm -hmm. when they ate enough good fat and when they ate enough good calories in their feeding window and when they truly were fasting for 16 hours, that worked like nothing I've seen in my career. And they're not doing it with supplements. You know, most of these patients um, were monitoring electrolytes, of course, it, and were certainly monitoring frequent blood sugars and things like that that are coming off of diabetes medicines. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's an amazing tool. And so I've been very impressed. 
the guys, the guys seem to resonate with this. Uh, they get great results. I will say in, in the end of 30 that I've got running as far as a, a clinical case studies, the guys respond quicker and, and the women hate that because they come in wanting to lose weight and they bring sure. and the guy loses the weight twice as fast. Absolutely. And Every time. You no, know, it's just so rotten and so unfair. And, <laughs> and I, and I always encourage the women in my practice, which is predominantly what I'm seeing, even though I'm a mm-hmm. mental health specialist, because who sees functional medicine doctors, right? It's, it's females. It's women. It is. And I'd love to see more men going in and, and feeling fantastic because you yeah. know what? They, it does make a big difference. And right. when right. men get in and, and get that kind of care, it, yeah. it changes, changes everything, right? Because now you, you start to kind of feel more like yourself again. And you have that energy. You have that buoyancy and uh, it's just a, you know, it's why be miserable? Why yes. walk around with this extra weight on your belly and, and not have a sex drive and, yes. you know, just sort of be ho-hum yeah. or just you're getting by or, or this is my lot in life and this is what's going to happen. Like, get yeah. back to the joy. And when you feel well, you have joy. Oh, amen. I, you know, and I used to think guys were kind of harder to get bought in. I don't think that anymore. It, I wasn't going about I think it. it's getting them in. Getting them in. And then they're, they're like your best ambassadors, right? They're bringing the wife in saying, hey, I feel empowered. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping better. I feel sharper. You know, I feel like I've just biohacked my cognition. Right. I'm 30 again. And it's, it's an experience like none other because then they go, well, I started this to lose my belly fat and help my blood pressure and cholesterol. And um, you're telling me I've just raised my T 50% without buying the next T boosting supplement on the market. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then, then they get all excited. So, yeah, because I mean, both men and women need testosterone and we'll talk a little bit about hormones, exactly. but you know, it's, it's that low T that drags you down. Yeah, exactly. Some of these guys are walking around, you know, with 200 for their total testosterone and, or they're at 300. And, um, you know, they're being told by their own practitioners that even though you have symptoms, you're in that normal range. Right. You know, never mind that the you're, range. you know, the, the one percentile, which where else would we be happy with a D minus as a passing grade? So okay. I always tell them, look, it's, it's more than just the blood test. It's how you're feeling is, is this going to help you? And replacement's great. There's ways to do it uh, with and without using a hormone. But if we can do it with lifestyle first, kind of like we look at all of the approach to primary care, mm-hmm. if, if we can do these things first, save you money, uh, it's safer. It's sustainable. It's it's um, something that is is applicable on a mass application. You can tell your colleagues at work, and and they get yeah. It's it's just yeah. It grows organically, and and we shouldn't have an exclusive um, on this information. This is there's too many sick people costing us too much money to keep this. You know, we we need to get this information out, and it needs to go. Viral. 
Right. It does. Right. And that's why we that's why we have podcasts and radio shows and these different ways, because this information needs to become mainstream. And, yeah, I think it's listed as one of the top threats to the severity of the United States is the cost of our health care, because yeah. we have so many people who are chronically ill long term. And typically in conventional medicine, when you you're no longer in the range, right? When you fall outside of the range, then there's a medication that you're, is warranted, but that's not fixing the problem. It's just putting you back in the range. Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so, you know, in my functional journey has kind of gone from, you know, more of a boutique concierge one-on-one for those that can do it to the realization that wouldn't it be wonderful if we could use technology and, and, and the machine learning and the AI that's out there in Silicon Valley to integrate, and it's happening, it's all happening, uh, to, to make this affordable, to do in group sessions. Right, where, group sessions are. Right, we can disseminate this very low-tech but very profound effect using tools like fasting and using uh, stress management and guided exercise, not just right. going to a gym and, and spending time there right. and hurting yourself and then finding it not being an option for you for six months while your back heals. I, I just, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of where my burden is now is to how do we transition from uh, what we've been able to do on, on a certain level to a business model that makes more sense for, for everybody. Right. And well, that, the group program, the nice thing is you have accountability with the other members that are in the group. You have someone else going through the same experiences that you're going through. And so you have a, a kind of a built-in community. And um, that's something that I think I've focused on in the last uh, year has been the importance of community and how that contributes to healing for yeah. on so many modalities, right? So many different modalities, like the the moms who need support to the, the parents that need someone that they can like leave their kids with and you can do a trade kind of a thing to healing and making like, where did you do your 16 hours, right? Like who, who are yeah. you going to compare that with? Oh yeah. Yeah. My wife, my wife's had the same experience, right? She's my, she's my teacher and you know, 20 years of tr- eating better than anyone in the practice, working out with a trainer for several years and, and still not quite in getting to the goals that she wanted to. It was when she went to a gym where she had accountability, where mm-hmm. people noticed when she wasn't there, maybe even got a phone call. Yeah. Uh, when she started using things like intermittent fasting along with eating good macronutrient ratios, all of a sudden we're seeing these results that I've been waiting to see. She's empowered. I'm empowered. I'm taking it to the office. I'm using it with patients. And I'm just thinking this is what we need to be doing. This is what we need to be doing. And people when they are empowered and it's no longer I'm going to the doctor to be told the next bad thing about my health or the next, you know, supplement I have to buy or big prescription that I have to now have a copay for or suffering and just feeling lousy. Uh, that's why I come to work Monday morning. And this is kind of it's such an exciting time to be in medicine. 
Yeah, let's let's pick back up on this after our break. Okay. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now, your baby is in your arms, and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. to Hidden Secrets to Health. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at christinacole.com. Now back to Hidden Secrets to Health. Welcome back to Hidden Secrets to Health. I'm your host, Christina Cole, and today we are speaking with Dr. Mark Holthouse. He is a um, medical practitioner. He specializes in men's health, but he has um, a family practice. He's in partnership with Dr. Christine Burke, and they have a practice in El Dorado Hills. Today, we've been talking really about metabolic chaos, about the importance of men coming in and getting the same type of care that women uh, tend to go for, and how the difference of insulin resistance kind of hits a wide spectrum and the treatment of intermittent fasting is a really great tool to use to kind of get that under control and I have personally used it I would say that before I learned about um, functional medicine I would have been called skinny fat so I was working my way into being in the paradigm where I was going to get my pharmaceutical um, 
pure. And that was something that I desperately did not want to have happen. And so fortunately for me, I did go on a, on my own health journey and intermittent fasting was one of the tools that I have used to um, reverse that and not have that um, size 10 around my waist and size four (laughs) on the rest of my body, which is really what was happening. And so now I really like to dig into um, some of the hormone challenges that you see. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of the crux of what a lot of folks end up talking about with me. We start off often with the gut and leaky gut and SIBO, and sometimes we get sidetracked on mold and biotoxin illnesses. But at the end of the day, so much of what makes people feel lousy has to do with suboptimal hormone balancing. Mm -hmm. It's really a huge topic. And you've got, you know, kind of the uh, zealots on either side of the extremes where, you know, everyone needs to have 20 year old levels of, of hormones to be healthy. And, and then you've got more the traditional uh, medicine where, you know, we, we just don't go there. Fear and trepidation, you're going to really screw somebody up, even if they're desperately in need. And somewhere in the middle usually is the truth on most topics. And I've found in my practice that that tends to be where I, I operate as well. Mm-hmm. What, what I've really noticed in the culture is you know, listening to the the radio station on the way to work is that there's just a plethora of ads trying to snag guys mostly Mm -hmm. uh, with testosterone boosting. And and this one boosts your free and this one boosts your total. And uh, this one will help you in the boardroom and in the bedroom. And, uh, (laughs) you know, when you look at the ingredients on, on a lot of these things, there's occasionally some botanicals, most of which don't have any good evidence that they do anything above placebo. Sure. Um, there might be a few case reports um, when they say science or studies show. It's it's not really the level of evidence that most of us in the profession would consider good, strong support. And that's definitely true with growth hormone as well, as far as folks that are not deficient. So what we end up doing is having this conversation about how to dealing how to deal with it naturally. And it almost invariably comes into this whole topic of insulin resistance. We know that when people are insulin resistant and pre-diabetic or have this abdominal obesity, it lowers kind of an an escort service, we call it. The the sex hormone binding globulin is a protein made in the liver, Mm -hmm. and it binds to the testosterone and kind of, and estrogen as well, and it escorts it around through the bloodstream. And the things that affect this protein are often lifestyle, diet. You know, problems with high insulin, problems with central obesity, uh, lack of exercise. And so when you have this protein that's binding up all the free hormones, it really affects what hormones left to go into the cell and actually do the work of the hormone itself that it was intended to be there for. So when you look at things like excess estrogens in guys, we know that high estradiol raises the liver production of this protein. So now you've got high total testosterone that's virtually inactive, very low free levels. The problem is that it's not always the same with gals. Often when you have too much testosterone, it's associated with more breast cancer, and it can be associated with more type 2 diabetes. 
so it's it's a, a dance, like most things are in hormones with medicine. When we push too hard on one, we set up imbalance in another area. And so the challenge is dealing with hormone medicine with men and women, really keeping the things that are common pathology in order, and then keeping those things that are a little bit different, testosterone being one of them in men and women. Very important for both, but having to be careful about how hard you push looking at comorbid diseases in men versus women, because it really isn't just another uh, version of the same species there. It's, it, the, the genders are very different with how these hormones uh, affect them with right. risks. So that kind of brings up something that I'm curious about because um, being in the health practitioner field loosely, (laughs) I get approached all the time for different products, right? Like, oh, so I recently was approached about um, like an HGH. I think it's a cream. I think it's an MLM. Yes. I didn't spend a lot of time looking into it because my first response to the person was, I actually help people get to why there's a hormone imbalance instead of just giving them something for a hormone imbalance. Like, okay, it's great that you recognize that you have this, that this is part of the problem because ultimately 90% of us are walking around with a hormone imbalance and there are ways to fix that. Right. This is just another Band-Aid. Exactly. And I feel like it's going to lead to bigger problems. We call it green pharmacy in our ah, And nice. um, we've been able to make a practice almost based on folks that have come in from other practitioners who give a litany of symptoms that are very similar sounding to low estrogens, problems with hormone imbalance. And as so much of us in the business know, they all overlap. Mm-hmm. Thyroid issues and symptoms. And so sometimes it's really subtle on how to tease this out from adrenal dysfunction versus suboptimal conversion of your T4 to T3 sure. versus what is really going on with your, your cortisol to testosterone ratios and estrogen. So we try to kind of take that conversation back a step and say, do you realize that your hormones are reacting to other things going on in your body? Because a lot of them are sent to us having been kind of the low hanging fruit, so to speak. You've got these symptoms. I know you'll feel better if I give you bioidentical hormones. So right. let's do that without doing our due diligence to find out what's going on upstream with the steroid pathway. Why are you making all this cortisol? And why is your DHEA tanked that this mm-hmm. is a substrate for these substrates? And so often you'll see with early practitioners of functional hormone medicine, lots of prescriptions for bioidentical hormones because you get great symptom relief right away. And right. a few months later, they're showing up again saying, yeah, I'm still better than I was, but I'm about 60% of where I want to be. And what we've learned that have been doing it a while is that there's this hierarchy of addressing the adrenal, addressing the thyroid, addressing the sex steroids. And in that you're, you're kind of obligated to address these lifestyle factors, which we refer to it as kind of the dog that's wagging the tail. Mm -hmm. If you you treat the hormones as, which I see as the tail 
as what's controlling the rest of the body. It's really the car to hit the horse. So we, we deal with hormones. We take them seriously, but we like to do a lot of those foundational things first so that when we, if we get to that point, need an actual prescription for hormones. Yeah. We're going to get a 90 or 95% uh, medical symptom questionnaire, which is the questionnaire we use for overall, how do you feel? Yeah, the, I think the questionnaires are, are so important, right? Because I know for me, um, there are strategic tests that I, that I have people do. And, the, and it does, it's the hormones, it's the, it's the stool, it's the um, intestinal permeability, it's your ability to detox, right? Those are the things that are important. And also like your foods. Yes. But when it comes down to it, I, I need to know your history, like I need to know a lot of things that other practitioners maybe have never asked you because I'm people are like, really, why do you need to know this? And it's like that all plays into wherever you are in life. Right. So for me, I've done 45 years of damage. Yes, yes. I'm not going to fix it with a magic pill. I'm not going to fix it in one or two weeks. It's probably going to take me a couple of years. And when I started my journey to now, I would, it's been a, so far, so far, it's been a two-year journey, and I certainly not—I'm not there yet. But it's—it's it's a process, and I think that's the other thing is that we're expecting something to work right away, and that's what makes some of these supplements and these replacements so tantalizing because we don't have to slow down our real life. Right, green pharmacy. Right, yeah. and I, and I think it's interesting. We separate these two things, right? Like that's my real that's my real life over here. So I got to take care of my health here, and it's like no, nope. <laughs> you got to bring those two things together because this is your real life. It's really inconvenient, right? And yeah. and we're so we're so driven by what's immediate gratification in our culture that that it's really we almost have to um, work with person's therapeutic readiness to change where are they in this mm-hmm. willingness to be a team player with me entering this relationship to get because I know I'm not going to be successful if they have that attitude of well I don't want my Prilosec or my acid buster but you know I'm just going to do my deglycerized licorice so I can still it, it, there's no difference it's the same wrong thinking right you, you mentioned HGH and you know, it always comes to that with some of the guys that I have doing the testo and, and some of them are taking um, HGH. And, you know, when I talk to them about the fact that they've got insulin resistance and they've got cholesterol, it's crazy. And I'm not talking about LDLC. I'm talking about the particle number, the stuff we mm-hmm. actually know is probably related to cardiac disease more tightly. You know, they kind of look at me in disbelief and say, well, this grows muscle, right? And I say, well, actually, the studies that have been done don't show that if you start with a normal amount of growth hormone that you're really going to do any better than someone that's doing a good strength training program, getting adequate sleep and, and addressing these lifestyle issues. It's just not there, um, at least not in the science that I would respect. And, you know, they come at me saying, well, why do I have insulin resistance? And I say, you know, look at the side effects of too much growth hormone. And that list is daunting. Joint pain, you know, problems with muscle weakness. Yeah, muscle weakness. Um, Mm -hmm. Issues with insulin resistance and prediabetes. So no free lunch. Um, You know, there are people that we use testosterone on and clomiphene and, you know, other things if they need it. But why not start with things that are a whole lot cheaper? You don't have to worry about any other issues as, as a starting place. 
Today has been amazing. I think we could probably do another hour <laughs> if Tell we had it. <laughs> um, how will our listeners find you? And um, are you going to do a group program? We have about 30 seconds to tell people. Yeah, that. so we're, we're currently figuring out ways to do group classes and group programs here at the center, True Health Center for Functional Medicine, 4901 uh, Golden Foothill Parkway in El Dorado Hills. And uh, our phone number is 530-676-1003. And it's uh, truehealthcfm.com is our, is our place to get us. But yeah, we're, we're looking at trying to find ways to deliver this information. There's a bunch of people having questions at these very grassroots levels that can avoid a lot of expensive supplements and a lot of heartache, not finding the way sooner. Thank you so much, Dr. Mark. I appreciate your time today. And this has been Hidden Secrets to Health. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Tuning into Hidden Secrets to Health. Please join host Christina Cole for another edition of the show next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until next week, keep an eye on your good health. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericahealth.com